Take your Bibles, go with me to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter number one this morning, Isaiah chapter number one, and uh, it'll not be anything new, be familiar to you, uh, but just what the Lord's got on my heart, thank you brother, just what the Lord's got on my heart this morning, couldn't get away from it, and uh, just want to try to be a help to us this morning, and uh, you pray for us, be a little bit different, and uh, I'm looking forward to appreciate what the Lord's done already in our hearts, appreciate Brother Alvin and his family being here. And uh, appreciate them, appreciate the work that they're doing, and uh, appreciate that so, so much. And uh, just looking forward to the, what the Lord's going to do in our hearts this morning. Isaiah chapter number 1, let's begin reading in verse number 18. When you find your places, you stand with us, if you can enable and honor and reverence to the reading of the word of the Lord. Isaiah chapter number 1, begin reading in verse number 18. The Bible said, Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. Uh, but if you refuse and rebel, uh, you shall be devoured with a sword, for the mouth uh, of the Lord hath spoken it. Notice verse 18, uh, one more time. The Bible said, Come now, uh, and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Uh, Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be uh, uh, white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, uh, they shall be as wool. We'll preach a little while. Uh, if the Lord help me this morning on that thought, uh, come now, let us reason together. Let's pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, I should love you this morning. And Lord, I'm thankful for all that you've done in our hearts. And Lord, all that you've done in the midst of us this morning. Lord, I thank you for the Sunday school hour. Thank you for the uh, good singing. Thank you for the uh, update that we've got, Brother Alvin. Lord, thank you for all that you've done. But Lord, this is another time in the service. Lord, I realize that, Lord, I have no preaching made. Lord, I need a fresh touch. And, Lord, a fresh anointing. Lord, I pray for every need. And, Lord, if they be one in the midst, discouraged. And, Lord, would you encourage your heart this morning? Lord, most of all, and, if they be one in the midst, lost, undone with that shit. Lord, I pray you convict their heart and save them. And, and before it's everlasting too late, we'll be careful. How to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. And, for we ask it in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. And amen. You be seated and thank you for standing now. I, I, I realize it's a, a familiar text this morning. You've heard, I, I no doubt, several messages. If you've been in church I, I, any length of time at all, you've heard some message I, I, out of this text, but I just couldn't quite I, I get away from it this week. I, I just want to preach a little while I, I, on that talk. Come now I, and let us reason together. Now, I, that's interesting to me. If you really stop and think about it, John, I, uh, that's interesting. Now, let me say a few things uh, by way of introduction, then we'll get into the message. But uh, I realized this morning that uh, here in our text, in the context of the Scripture, uh, uh, Kirk, he's talking to Judah. That's what he's talking about. Uh, and the Lord's dealing uh, uh, with Judah. We realized that this morning. Uh, uh, but I will make application. Uh, 
I want you to see that the Lord desired. In fact, He said, come now, let us reason together. Isn't that right? It's interesting to me. I read one man this morning during Sunday school. I just thought of when I was studying this week, Brother Kenny, there's one man that I had some books on that I didn't read what he had to say about it. I just thought of that. and I looked it up this morning. Here's what he said. He said, it seems strange because of their sin. That's the context. He said, though your sins be as scarlet, because of their sins, it seems like that a holy God would have said, go away. It seems like he would have said, be gone. But rather, he said, come now and let us reason together. Isn't that right? Aren't you glad this morning the Lord's interested in us coming to him? While our sin ought to push us away, and our sin does separate us from God, I'm glad that God desires to have fellowship with each one of us. And the Bible said, come now and let us reason together. Now, I realize he's talking to Judah. We realize that. But I'll make application this morning to the sinner. Now, I want you to notice a few things with me. First of all, I've just got about three points. About three points under those three points. So you just bear with me, all right? Notice with me, first of all, the reasoning in verse number 18. Watch what your Bible said. Come now and let us reason together. Saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Now, how should you notice me first of all about this reasoning? Notice the Lord's petition. Notice how he begins. He said, come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. That's interesting to me. Why we realize we've read the text this morning and we realize, Jessica, that it's the sins of Judah that separated them from the Lord. It's the sins of Judah that he's dealing with. But it's not Judah begging the Lord to come to them. It's the Lord telling Judah, come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Can I say this? I sure am glad this morning that it's the Lord that desires to meet with sinners. The Bible said for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Listen to me this morning. There's never been a man that woke up one morning and decided that he'd go find the Lord. It goes against our very nature. There was not a one of us that just woke up on our own accord and decided it's time we found the Lord and get saved. But aren't you glad that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son? He desired to have fellowship and communion with mankind. He desired in spite of our sin. The Bible said in Romans 5, 8, but God commit His love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us knowing who we were and what we were. Yet He loved us enough that He desired to reason together with us. It wasn't Judah that asked to seek the Lord, but the Lord that sought after Judah. Can I say this this morning? You may be here. I'm not so naive to think that there's nobody here this morning that's not that's lost. Can I say this? You may not have got up this morning looking for the Lord, but can I give you some good news? He 
is looking for you. You may not desire him, but he does desire you. You may not even love him this morning. You might just be here because somebody made you, somebody talked you into it. But can I say this? I'm glad that he loves you. The Bible said we love him because he first loved us. I'm glad this morning for the petition. It was the Lord seeking after them. But not only the petition, I want you to notice with me, just real quick, the participation. Now you say, preacher, what do you mean? Let's read it together one more time. Watch verse 18. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Now, I, I, I'm not very, very good with English. I'll be honest with you. My, my wife will tell you, we took one class together in college, an English class, and uh, if it hadn't been for her, I, I wrote the first paper I wrote, I left, and uh, the teacher told me, said, you've got too many uh, prepositional phrases in that paper. Uh, uh, that's why you made a seat. I'll be honest with you, I still don't know what that means. Uh, I, I just don't. So I, I'm not very good with grammar, and I'm not very good with English. Uh, but notice what the Bible said there, come now and let us reason together uh, saith the Lord you see that little punctuation mark uh, right after that that's a colon I don't know that much uh, and you know what that means that means that's not the end of the thought uh, uh, that means that that's establishing uh, who it is that's speaking uh, uh, but then he's going to continue to speak now watch what he said uh, uh, though your sins be as scarlet they shall be as white as snow uh, uh, though they be red like crimson uh, uh, they shall be as wool. Verse 19 continues that thought. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. There's a semicolon, another colon. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with a sword. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Now, here's what I want to say. The Bible said, come now, let us reason together. Now, if you're not careful, we'll get the wrong idea of what that means. I was thinking about that this week, and Kirk, I, I was thinking about my wife hates going car shopping, furniture shopping, anything like that. She hates going with me uh, because that sticker price, I, that just tells me what I'm not going to pay for. That's right. I mean, it's just letting me know what, what I'm not going to pay. And so, but, but we'll sit there and we'll go back and forth. We bought her car, and honest to goodness, uh, we stayed there for, I know, at least six hours. Uh, I told that fellow, I said, listen, I said, I'm not giving you one dime past this. Uh, if you can't come back with anything below that, uh, uh, the best thing you do is just stay in that little office, and I leave. Uh, and so he went in there, and he stayed gone, he stayed gone, he stayed gone. And he come walking out of the office, and uh, he looked at me, and I looked at him, and I could not tell uh, I wasn't going to be happy, and he could not tell I wasn't happy. Uh, and about that time my wife started crying uh, and it wasn't the fact she wanted the car she just ready to go home uh, and she told me four hours ago it ain't worth it let's just go uh, I'll just drive what I got uh, but he saw her crying and he turned around uh, and went back in that office they go in a few minutes come back uh, and when he said that piece of paper across to me uh, I said why didn't you cry four hours ago we could have went home uh, but listen uh, that's almost what you have in 
behind. Hey, when you think about this reasoning together, if you're not careful, you'll get in your mind that it's us talking and God talking and a negotiation and a banter back and forth, if you would. But that is not the case this morning. That's what a lot of people try to think that it is. But can I say this? You read through those verses. You'll not find one time that Judah spoke. You'll not find one time that Judah presented a counter-argument. But God was speaking. Isn't that right? That word reasoning does not mean a negotiation. But rather it means this. They tell me, John, in the Hebrew, it carries the idea of putting it up for examination. Here's what's happening. God said, I'm going to tell you how it's going to be. And you examine it and consider what I'm saying. Can I say this? The Bible said, Jesus said it like this. In the Gospel of John, He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's not up for negotiation. That's not up this morning for argument. That's not something we have to reason. Here's what He's saying here in our text. God is telling the nation of Judah. He said, I'm going to tell you how it's going to be. I'm going to present some things to you. And what he meant by let us reason together is this. God is speaking. God is the one presenting the facts. And he's telling Judah, you examine it and think about it and then make your decision. Now, I said all that to say this. Can I say this this morning? We live in a generation where everybody's trying to make it easier. I saw a thing. Uh, uh, maybe that's not the right way to say it. Maybe not so much they're trying to make it easier. They're trying to make it more uh, socially correct, maybe, would be the right way to say it. I saw a thing this morning on Facebook. I just got up, slipped through Facebook for a few minutes. I saw this thing. I don't know where the church was. I don't remember what denomination it was, but there, it was it was several church signs and uh, from the same church, but they had took they took pictures of different things they put on there. It had stuff like this on it. Uh, whatever, I don't, I don't remember where the church was at, I don't remember anything, but I just remember the sign. But it was things like the things that said stuff like, uh, uh, our transgender brothers are just as right as we are in their own mind. It'd be stuff like this. Uh, I, I, I'm not necessarily, I, I'm not necessarily saying that I, I don't believe what I'm, you just hear what I'm going to say here in a minute. There was one thing where they said this, Brother Avin, they said that, uh, that God loved those that were transgender and would save them just as sure as he would anybody else. That's true. I agree with that. But I will tell you what will have to happen. They'll have to repent and turn from that. That's right. Tell right. Now, hear what I'm saying right here. God, there's no sin too great, no sin too big, no sin too bad that God cannot save. But no longer, it seems like more and more that men aren't preaching about repentance. That's still in your Bible, by the way. Do you know that? Hey, man, friend, God, listen, you say, preacher, what happened? You got saved. It's simple. I asked the Lord to save me. I believe that He saved me. I believe that He died, was buried, and rose again. I asked him to save me and that's exactly what he did but I'll tell you this that night I come to the hey, one of the altars at the back door uh, at Charity Hill Baptist Church uh, John I'd saw myself a sinner and I was sorry for my sin uh, ain't that right uh, I broke my heart realizing uh, uh, what a sinner that I was uh, I had a broken heart and a contract spirit uh, of the fact that I was a sinner yet God loved me isn't that right had to repent. They had on that sign things like this. Well, they said that 
Our Muslim brothers were just as right as we are. My soul friend. See, what the world wants to do is this. They want to tell you there's several ways you can get there. There's several. I had a man not too long ago tell me, he said, well, preacher, I'll agree with you. You're walking in the best way. I just don't know it's the only way. Well, see, listen, that's what the Lord's dealing with right here. He didn't ask them what they thought needed to be done. He's telling them. That right? He said, come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Uh, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be uh, uh, white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, uh, uh, they shall be as wool. Uh, he's presenting some facts to them. Uh, and he said, come examine it. Come look at it. Uh, uh, come think about it. Uh, he's not interested in Michelle and their opinion. Uh, he's not interested in what they think might else work. Uh, he's saying, let's reason together. Uh, I'm going to tell you how it'll be. And you're going to have to make a choice. Isn't that right? I'm afraid we've gotten these days, we've come to the place where we think we're so high and mighty that the Lord is interested in what we think. And I know this morning, don't, don't, don't fall out. I know he, He's worried about us. I know that. I, I know He cares. And I know that He's touched by the thing about her. I understand that. But I'm telling you, there's some things this morning that, if that well, let's just go this way. We talked about the other day, not so much to the lost, but to the church. Uh, we was talking the other day, uh, some of us, and uh, I told him, I said, there's a lot of things that we spend time arguing about, John, that really uh, is not biblical. It's just preference. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, I told you the other day, I know men right now in the fight of their life in their church uh, over whether or not to take the offering up before the choir sings uh, or after the choir sings. Well, that's just preference. Doesn't matter. that Right? There are a few things, there are well, more than a few, there's things in the Bible that's not preference. It, it's not what you think will work the best. Uh, there's some things that God clearly laid out in Scripture, uh, and He's not interested in your opinion this morning. Right. It doesn't matter what you think. Uh, it matters what he said. Isn't that right? Uh, and that's what he's telling Judah. Uh, and that's what he's telling a sinner. Uh, it doesn't matter this morning what you think it'd be better. Uh, I've heard men say, how many times have you heard somebody say something like this? I asked a man not too long ago, I said, sir, let me ask you a question. Uh, if you died today, uh, how do you know that you're saved and heaven be your home? Uh, and here's what he said. Well, I hope my good outweighs my bad. Well, say so the world says if you're bearing your heart good, uh, uh, then that'll be all right. But here's what God has to say about it. Uh, there is none good. Is that right? Is that right? I've had men say, well, I, well, I hope that I've given enough to the church. Well, here's what the Bible said about it. Uh, the Bible said the tithe is the Lord's. Isn't that right? Uh, is that right? Paul said we're saved by grace through faith, uh, not of works, lest any man should boast. Uh, see, it's not our job to come up with a better way. Uh, it's our job to examine the way. Uh, it's our job to think about uh, and examine in our own hearts uh, of what God has already laid out uh, and then make that decision. Isn't that right? God's never forced any man to be saved. Uh, uh, God's never forced a man to uh, come to Christ. But what he's asking this morning is, uh, come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. God doesn't need you to present the facts. He already knows. Isn't that right? He needs you to hear the facts uh, and examine those together. Now, notice the promise. Now, watch what your Bible says. Verse 18. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Now, he's getting ready to begin this reasoning. 
Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Now, I want you to know a few things. Notice for me, first of all, now there is a promise. I'm going to get to it in just a minute. But before God ever gives a promise, he, he reveals the problem. Is that right? He said, come now, let us reason together. The very next thing he says is this. Though your sins be as scarlet. very first thing he said, John wasted no time at all, in fact. And he said, I'll tell you what the problem is. Uh, there's some sin in your life uh, uh, that's a hindrance uh, uh, between me and you. Isn't that right? I mean, wasted no problem. I was thinking, I don't want to embarrass her, but I was thinking, I was thinking about this last night, and uh, we were sitting in her living room scrolling through Facebook, and Jessica put a picture of Addie, and I was thinking about it, I was picking on her all morning this morning about her sunburn on her shoulders. Uh, uh, but you know why you notice that? Uh, uh, because that red on her shoulder, that sunburn, uh, that crimson, that scarlet color, it stands out, don't it? You realize that's what the Lord was telling Judah. Uh, he said, your sin's just like scarlet. Uh, it stands out. I see it. Uh, you're not hiding it as good as you think you are. Uh, it's revealing. I see it. Uh, hey, can I say this this morning? Uh, I don't care how good you think you are. Uh, I don't care how well you think you've got it hid. Uh, in fact, you may have it hid from your mama. Uh, hey, you may have it hid from your parents, from your preacher, from your husband, from your wife. Uh, uh, but aren't you glad this morning? I mean that. Uh, I'm glad this morning that the Lord sees my sin, aren't you? I'm glad He showed me that I was a sinner. Now, I'll be honest with you. I'm just being honest. I'm just going to talk to you a few minutes. I didn't much like it at the time. I remember as a seven-year-old boy sitting in a chair at Hill Baptist Church and God convicted my heart. Brenda, I didn't much like Him. I remember I'd sit there and I'd think, if I just get through this song, uh, if I just get through this invitation, uh, everything will be all right. Uh, it'll be okay. Uh, everything will pass. Uh, and Michelle, that's all I wanted to do was just get through with it uh, and be able to get back to normal. Uh, uh, but time after time after time, uh, uh, the Holy Ghost come by my way and say, I tell you what your problem is. Uh, it's that sin in your life. Uh, it's the fact you're a sinner. Uh, amen, friend, that's right. And I didn't much like it. But now looking back, I say thank God that He showed me I was a sinner that deserved to go to hell. A man must see himself lost before he can be saved. Isn't that right? Revealed to him the problem. Said though he sins be scarlet, watch this, they shall be as white as snow. My soul, what a promise. Now, I'm going to pick on Addie. The reason that sunburn sticks out is because them shoulders ain't the same color the rest of her arm is. They're right. I mean, it sticks out. You see that red. You realize that something is wrong. In fact, I, I'm not trying to pick on her, but my so what I, I was picking on her this morning uh, before everybody else got here, and I said, just let me touch it. No, 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 no. And I said, I it hard. Just let me touch it. No, 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 no. Well, finally, she said, okay. Well, I went over and I touched it one time and she kind of, you know, winced a little bit. And I said, let me touch it a little bit harder. And she said, no, 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 no. Well, finally I talked her into that. And I said, let me just hit it one time. No, 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 no. But can I say this? Is that not how we are with our sin? Is it not a sensitive point? 
That's why this morning they some of you, I'm not trying to be ugly. That's why they some of you looking at me uh, like you've been chewing salt briars all morning. Uh, it's because the Holy Ghost of God's come by where you're at. Uh, it starts showing you you're a sinner. Uh, it's showing you there's some things in your life that ought not be there. Hey, what is it doing, Brother, having the Holy Ghost is coming by and pointing out some things in your life uh, uh, that's sensitive. Uh, and you don't much like to think about it. Uh, uh, you don't much like to talk about it. Uh, uh, you don't much like to mess with it. Uh, uh, but thank God. He's revealing to you uh, the problem this morning. Then after the problem, here's what he said. Though you sins be scarlet, they shine as white as snow. You realize it won't be too long that that sunburn's going to go away. There'll come a time, Kirk, she'll come in and you won't see that sunburn. It'll just be just look like the rest of our arm. You know what happened? It tans. I know that's not what the Lord's talking about. Here's what the Lord was saying. He said, there's some things in your life that stand out. There's some sin that stands out and it hinders the relationship between me and you. And it's sensitive and you don't like talking about it. And he's pointing those things out this morning. But here's what he's saying. That can be fixed. Is that right? That's what he's saying. Though he sins best scarlet, they shall be white as snow. He's saying that can be fixed. What he's really saying is it doesn't have to be that way. Is that right? Don't lose me. Here's the part I thought you'd enjoy. Y'all act like you died on me in the good part. He's saying it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. Right? He said, though they be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Yeah. Doesn't have to be like that. Doesn't have to be something that stands out. Uh, doesn't have to be a sensitive part. Uh, they can be white as snow. I told you not too long ago. Uh, it amazes me uh, that the Lord can take a black heart, wash it in blood, uh, and make it white as snow. Uh, uh, but isn't that what He does? Uh, and He said, doesn't have to be that way this morning. Uh, uh, but here's the thing. Uh, here's what's hard for us to realize. Uh, in order for our sins to be washed, uh, in order for our sins to be redeemed, uh, uh, we've got to take our hands off of it uh, and realize it's not by our works. Uh, it's not by our deeds. Uh, it's not by turning over a new leaf. Uh, uh, but it's the Lord that does it. Isn't that right? Watch this. We see the, the promise. The Lord begins by pointing out the problem. Uh, sin's the problem for every man. The Bible said this. Uh, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But with the problem, He also gives a promise. Do you remember the night or the day or the hour that all of a sudden it just became real to you? Finally, John, you realized you was a sinner. I mean, do you remember the moment that spiritually speaking, you absolutely hit rock bottom, huh? the end of your rope, whatever you want to say. Huh? I mean, you hit as low as you could go uh, and realized you was a sinner. Wasn't it about that time that all of a sudden the Holy Ghost quit pointing out every little thing in your life and said, but there's a Y'all may not be getting that, but I'm helping myself. Do you remember that this evening, this morning, uh, when all of a sudden he got you as low as you could go? Uh, but that's the moment that the Holy Ghost uh, has said, but it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, a way's been made. Uh, you don't have to stay like that. Uh, my soul, I say glory to God. Uh, aren't you glad this morning uh, for the promise that our sins don't have to stay that way? We see the reasoning. Then those verse 19, something interesting happens. The Lord almost, they're still reasoning together, but the Lord begins a new thought, verse 19. Here's what he said. 
Verse 18, he said, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. That sounds wonderful. That's great. Then verse, verse number 19, here's what he said. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat of the good of the land. Now here's what the Lord says. Now let's put it together. I know you know this. I'm just trying to help us. Sometimes it's good to go back to the basics. Here's what he said. What he said, Kurt. He said, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If, that right? If you be willing and obedient. It's a condition. Now there's promises in your Bible, surely, that are unconditional. What that means is the Lord's going to do it no matter what you do. There, right? There's some things that are unconditional. But here's what he said. He said, your sin is just like scarlet. It's just like crimson. It stands out. It's sensitive. It's easily seen. Ye be obedient. Is that right? I want you to notice with me not only the reasoning, but I want you to notice with me just for a few minutes this morning, and I, 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 I'm not going to be very long, I promise. Not only the reasoning, notice with me the receiving. Here's what he said. He said, we're going to reason together. He's laid some things out in verse 18. But then in verse 19, here's what he said. You've got to be willing to receive it. Is that right? Now I'm going to make a statement right here, and we're going to, I'm going to preach through my point. I told him the other day, Brother Alvin, every single person in this building, their sin debt is paid right now. Is that right? The question is this morning whether or not they'll accept it. It's already been paid. The question is whether or not they'll accept it. That's what the Lord said in verse 18. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as stars. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you be willing and obedient. Now, I want you to know first of all, just break the, we're just going to break the verse down. Say, preacher, how in the world is it that I'm going to receive this? Well, it's a personal decision. Watch what he said. If ye. That little word ye, don't let that bother you. All that means is you. What that means is this. That means, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay it, but I'm afraid sometimes we make this too complicated. What that means is this. John Jones can't get saved for me. Is that right? And I can't get saved for John Jones. The Lord said, if ye. Be willing and obedient. Do you realize this morning your mom and daddy can't get saved for you? Your wife, your husband can't get saved for the other? It's a personal decision. God deals with individuals. And that individual, Leona, has to make the decision uh, whether or not they're going to receive him or whether or not they're going to reject him. Uh, and that's the two arguments the Lord's getting ready to lay out. He's going to tell you here in the text. Uh, verse 19 tells us what's going to happen if you receive him. Uh, and verse 20 is going to deal with what happens if you reject him. Uh, uh, but either way this morning, it is a personal decision. Now I'd love this morning, Elaine had tickled me to death. To be able to see somebody know they're lost I and be able to pray for that thrill me to death, but that's not how it works. Is that right? Just doesn't work that way. Brother, I haven't, it'd make my job a whole lot easier if I could just look and say, boy, they need to get saved. God, I pray you'd save me, but that's not how it works. God is a gentleman. Did you know that? He'll never force himself on them. By the way, he's been paid. It'd be like this. It'd be like this morning. It'd be like if you had a bill. And I told you, I said, I've got the money. That bill's paid. 
All you've got to do is just call over and tell them, it's okay for me to pay it. And the money's already there. You don't have to come get the money. You don't have to try to come up with it. If your power bill was due, and I I told Brother Kenny tomorrow, I said, you take, well, here's the money they need. Here's the money Michelle Phelps needs for her power bill. You take it to Suryakin. I don't even know if she's on Suryakin, but let's just say she is. You take it to Suryakin, and you put that on her account. Here's Here's what he'd probably say. He might say something like this. Well, they'll have to have Michelle's permission for that to go on her account. So what I do is this. I say, Michelle, the money's there. It's already there. It's ready. All you've got to do is just call over there, tell them it's okay to apply it to your account. Well, she'd be foolish not to. That right? That'd be crazy for her not to do that. Do you realize that? Well, that's what happened at Calvary. I'm going to make a statement. I don't lose me right here. Do you realize there's only one thing this morning? Kirk said something praying. Said he's, he said something to this effect. He said, Lord, we realize that it's not you that sends somebody to hell. I'm going to tell you what it is to send somebody to hell. It's not been a murderer. It's not been an adulterer. It's not been a liar. It's not been a drunk. It's not been disobedient to parents. Though all those things are sins. That's not what sends you to hell. Let me tell you what sends you to hell. Failing to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible said that he that knew no sin became sin for us. He's already died for you. There's only one thing that will send you to hell and it's failing to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. That's it this morning. That's all that it is. And it's a personal decision this morning. Notice what the Bible said. If ye is personal. Not only that, let me say this. Not only is it a personal decision, I want to say this. Notice the passion. Now here's what he said. If ye, that's the condition. But there's something, John, we've got to do. What is it we've got to do? He said, if ye be willing and obedient. Isn't that right? Now, you say, preacher, is that a work? No, I'll tell you what that is. That's repentance. that right? Now, watch what he said. If ye be willing and obedient. Now, let me say it to you like this. It goes against our very nature. We talked a few minutes ago about how it goes against our nature to come seeking for God. Well, it also goes against our very nature to be willing and obedient to the Word of God. Isn't that right? That there's something in us that doesn't like that. How about listen to this? However, so preacher, if it goes against my nature, how can I do it? But God, hit me. You realize what's happening while the Holy Ghost is convicting your heart? He's illuminating your heart to some things too. Isn't that what happened, John? Can you remember when the Holy Ghost began to illuminate? You'd never seen yourself as a sinner. Why, John Jones, I'm not going to go into details, but John Jones has told me some of his testimony, Ronald. And looking back now, it's easy to say John was a sinner. But I guarantee you in the time, John would say, well, I'm pretty good. Is that right? It's not all that bad. There's people worse than me. Uh, but see, the Holy Ghost, God, help me. Uh, God sends the Holy Ghost uh, uh, to illuminate your heart uh, out of the fact that you are a sinner. Uh, and it begins to point out those deep, dark crevices, uh, uh, those hidden places in your heart uh, and reveal to you how bad you really are. Uh, and then He illuminates to your heart uh, uh, the fact there's a Savior in there. And by the time it gets done, do you realize that a sinner, vile, wretched sinner, becomes willing and obedient to run to the Lord? I'll make a statement. I'm hurrying. So many times we take 
And I'm guilty of it. I do it myself. So many times we take, we'll, we'll, we'll ask for everybody to bow their heads, close their eyes, and we'll ask for upraised hands, uh, and, and we'll, we'll do all that. And sometimes we'll say things like, uh, every head's bowed, every eye's closed. If you've got a need, you come. But I'm, and I'm not against that. I'm not saying that's awful. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I do it most of the time. But I'll tell you this. God, the Holy Ghost, ever gets a hold of a man's heart. It don't matter who's looking. It doesn't matter who's in the way. Uh, and when their heart becomes illuminated, the fact they're a sinner. Uh, but there is a Savior. Uh, and they're truly repentant for their sins. Uh, it doesn't matter who they've got to climb over. Uh, amen, friend, that's right. Uh, when that, they'll become willing and obedient to the Word of God. Isn't that right? We see the passion. They, they, they were willing and obedient. Not only that, no provision. Bible said, you shall eat of the good of the land. Now, I just want to say this quickly, and I'm hurrying. I got to think about that. I thought, I'll be honest with you, I got saved when I was seven years old. The only thing in the world know what I was looking for when I got saved. And I'm being honest. I remember sitting there, John, and thinking to myself, I just don't want to go to hell. I just don't want to go to hell. I just don't want to go to hell. I'll be honest, Michelle. That's the reason I got saved that night is because I didn't want to go to hell. Now, you can say whatever you want to. It's a pretty good reason to me. That right? But you know what I found? Notice what he said. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. I was thinking the other day, I don't know exactly when I got saved. I don't know the month, don't know the day. I know it was a night service, and it was sometime about this time of year. That's all I know. But I, I, don't, I, don't, I couldn't tell you the month, couldn't, tell, couldn't really tell you the year. I used to say for years, I said I was eight years old, and one day Mama said, no, you're seven, because you was eight when your sister was born, and uh, I was still pregnant with her, so then I changed it. My testimony's changed, but uh, it was just ignorance, I guess. I, I, but here's what I'm going to say. All I wanted Brenda was a way out of hell. But you know what I found out? For the last, if I make it, if I make it, uh, well, probably about this time of the year, I guess, it's been 20, next year be 21 years. About right 20 years now. It sure has been good to live an abundant life. Right. I mean, I got far more than I bargained for. I didn't know that night that I was going to have a friend that sits closer than a brother. I didn't know anything about peace that passes understanding. I didn't know anything about joy unspeakable and full of glory. I didn't understand all those things. Uh, but boy, hadn't it been good. Uh, I didn't know anything about getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, I didn't know anything about testifying and for the move of God. Uh, I didn't know anything about all those things. Uh, I couldn't imagine what it had been like to preach a message. Uh, I didn't know he was going to give me a wife and two youngins. Uh, I didn't know he was going to allow me to have a good church. Uh, I didn't know all those things. I'll be honest, I never imagined he could use somebody like me. I just wanted to get out of hell. But hadn't it been good to eat of the good of the land? Hadn't it been far better than we deserve? And all that can be yours if you be willing and obedient. You know what the Lord said? Not only am I going to clean up your sin, not only am I going to make it white as snow, uh, but you can't even imagine the good of the land. Uh, you can't even imagine the victorious life. Uh, and all that can be yours if you accept it. Isn't that right? It's all it takes. Then I want you to know this, and I'm done. Verse 20. Notice what the Bible said. The Bible said in verse 20, But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken. I just want to give you a few things quickly. Now, I'm done. Notice the prevention. Now, here, here's what I'm going to say. It was a personal choice. Here's what the Lord said. If you'll accept, you, 
If you'll accept, be willing, and obedient, you need the, you, you enjoy the good of the land. Uh, it'll be for your sins can be made white as snow. But if you refuse, now listen, the same one that prevents it is the same one that accepts it. Now I want you to listen to me. I want you to listen to what I'm about to say. But, watch what he said, verse 20. But if ye. I'm going to make a statement. I told you a minute ago, there's not a person in here that can accept the Lord on your behalf. But I've got good news too. There's not a person in here that can deny the Lord on your behalf. Is that right? It, listen, I know this is negative almost, but I'm going to say, give you one more thing positive. You know what that means? It doesn't matter what your mom and daddy done. Is that right? It doesn't matter what your wife's doing or your husband's doing or your youngins done. None of it's a personal decision. Now I don't mean this comical. So if you, those of you that know them's going to laugh, but I don't mean it comical. Leona, aren't you glad that your salvation's not dependent on Chris Moore? Is that right? Aren't you glad that when the God dealt with your heart, uh, it didn't matter what Chris had done or what your mom had done. God help me, I'm about to come unglued. It didn't matter what side of the tracks you grew up on. Uh, it, man, that's right. Uh, it, it, man, it didn't matter how much money you had in your bank account. Uh, it didn't matter how much food was in the cupboard. Uh, it mattered upon you. Uh, he dealt with you. Uh, and if, uh, that's right. Uh, and if you accept, uh, you leave the good of the land. But if ye refuse, isn't that right? The choice is yours this morning. He said, if you refuse and rebel, notice with me the prevention. It's a personal choice. God desires for every individual to come to him. The Bible said, After the Lord's not slack, concern his promise, some men can't slackness, but his long suffering to us were not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He desires. I've had people ask me, in fact, I had a teenager ask me this other day, said, Preacher, I'd just like to know the will of God. Well, I'll tell you one thing it's his will for every man to be saved. That's what the Bible said. Isn't that right? That's right. Uh, but uh, if ye refuse, isn't that right? The very first thing you need to be in the will of God is to be saved. It is the will of God for every man to come to repentance. Have to notice this. There's a price to be paid for the rejection. Notice what he said, verse 20. If you refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword. Now notice the punishment. Isn't that much different from eating of the good of the land? Is that right? He said, if you'll, if you'll be willing and obedient, you'll enjoy the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you'll be devoured with a sword. There is a punishment this morning to rejecting the Lord. I, you've all heard it. Somebody asked this question, how could a holy God send somebody to hell? Well, he doesn't. You send yourself. That right? I, I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm just being honest. You send yourself. God's done everything he can do. Done far more than what he ought to have done, just to be honest with you. Uh, every last one of us ought to be in hell this morning. Uh, uh, but he made a way, uh, sent his son to die in our stead, uh, uh, made a way, paid our sin debt, uh, uh, man friend, uh, and give us far more opportunities than we ought to had uh, in order to be saved. Uh, and then he said, but if you still refuse and rebel, you'll be devoured with the sword. Is that right? Bible said in Revelation, book of Revelation chapter 20, Death and hell cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. Isn't that right? What a shame this morning. What a shame for a way to be made, price to be paid, 
and still die and go to hell just because you refuse to accept the Lord. Isn't that sad? Listen, listen to me, church. I'm talking to Blue Ridge. That ought to help us this morning to realize God's not so much worried about what they've done. That right? As to all they've got to do, doesn't matter what they've done, doesn't matter where they've been, doesn't matter who mama is, doesn't matter their skin color. I, I mean, I'm not, to make I'm not trying to pick on you, I'm not trying to embarrass you. But aren't you glad that it was just up to you? It didn't matter what somebody down the road thought. It didn't matter what somebody else thought about your skin color. The Lord left it up to you. It was a personal decision. He loves sinners. And we're all sinners. And it's up to us this morning. Couldn't nobody make that decision for you. But if you make the decision of refusing rebellion, the Lord said there is a price to be paid. One of these days, you listen to me, listen to me well, we'll watch his death and hell's cast in the lake of fire. The Bible said those uh, that dead, both small and great, be judged according to the books. Uh, and whosoever's name is not found written in the Lamb's book of life, uh, be cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Uh, and do you realize the one thing that they've all got in common? Uh, uh, it may listen to me. Uh, uh, John, it will not be the fact they committed some big gross sin uh, uh, because the truth of the matter is uh, and such were some of you. Isn't that right? Uh, uh, but the truth of the matter is uh, they refused to accept uh, uh, the gift of God. Isn't that right? Be cast in the lake of fire. What a sad thing to have to face a lake of fire for all eternity just because you wouldn't accept Him. What a sad, sad thing. Can I show you one thing and I'm done? I'm done, I promise. Notice when we let apart verse 20. Let me read it. Where's it at, John? Let apart verse 20. The Bible said, For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Now you say, preacher, I just don't know how, how, how much, how much emphasis, how much authority can we really put to this? Well, I want you to know it's the power, and I'm done. And what Isaiah said, this isn't what I said, this isn't what I thought. He said, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. And what Isaiah was saying, you can take it to the bank. That right? It's not what the king thinks. What we found out in Isaiah chapter 6, in the same year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up in his tray. Well, Isaiah was saying, well, it doesn't matter what the king thinks. Not what I think. Uh, it's, not, it's, it's not what anybody else thinks. Uh, he said, this comes straight from the Lord. Uh, and if, if he said, come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. You know what got this whole thing started? The Lord speaking. Is that right? You know what holds it all together? The Lord speaking. That Bible this morning is the authority. Paul said it like this, book of Romans, chapter number one. I believe it's about verse 14 or 15. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Can I tell you something? Listen to me. You say, preacher, what is it? What, what is it that allows a man to be saved? What is it that allows that? It's the gospel this morning. It's the word of God. You know, it's saved off a of feeling. You know, and I'm thankful for feeling. I'm, I'm not being ugly about it. Bud Stipner, he always says it like this. He says, I'm not going to apologize for feeling good. I remember how bad it felt to feel bad. And it feels good to feel good, isn't that right? I'm glad that it feels good to be saved. I'm not saying that, but I'm not saved off how I felt that night. I'm not saved off of a goosebump I got that night. 
That's right. I'm not, I'm not saved Kurt because mama told me it was or anybody else told me it was. You said, preacher, how do you know? How do you know that you know that you know that you know that you know? Because that Bible said, whosoever shall believe in their heart and confess with their mouth shall be saved. Isn't that right? That right? I was willing. Listen, listen. He showed me I was a sinner. He showed me there's a Savior. I was willing and obedient to put my faith, my trust in the Word of God and the Son of God. I asked Him to save me, believed He'd save me. And according to the Word of God, according to the power of the Word of God, uh, that's exactly what happened that night. Can I say this? Now listen, I'm done. Let's stand to our feet. Get the musicians come.